an NY2C exclusive podcast. You're listening to On The Call, the latest news and opinions on all things New York sports. With Joey Rinaldi and Derek Futterman. On The Call starts now. Bing pong and welcome to another episode of On The Call, the MY2C exclusive podcast. You can find us every week over on MY2C.com or listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Derek Funderman, joined as always by Joey Rinaldi. And Joey, before we get into your little basketball dilemma, the New York Knicks have the best record in the Eastern Conference after two weeks of play. What is going on at the Garden? Defense, baby. It's the best defensive Knicks team I've ever seen in my life. Uh, R.J. Barrett is winning Defensive Player of the Year. And uh, their supporting cast is looking good. The Kemba and Fournier project is working out. Mitchell Robinson finally is making that leap that we've been dreaming about since, like, the first time we saw him block three shots in a row. Like, like, you know what I mean? I feel like everything's coming to fruition for the Knicks. And uh, we don't have to use our uh, good rookies because we don't need them right now. I mean, R.J. Barrett put up 35 points the other night against the New Orleans Pelicans in a 123-117 to win. The Knicks did fall short Monday I, against I, the Toronto Raptors, but they, you know, they, they're right now, the Knicks are coming in 6-2. and two. That's a great start. I, I, I don't actually want to talk about the Pelicans game because I, I think that's horrible what happened. That should have been a blowout. The Knicks should have been up by 20 points. The bench should have played the whole fourth quarter. But instead, they made it a nail-biter. I was never more upset at a win in my life than that game against the Pelicans. It was embarrassing. The Pelicans suck. They have no Zion. They have Devontae Graham just shooting the ball willy-nilly every five seconds. That team has has no chemistry. All they have is my boy Valanchunas. That's all they have. He's a a hell of a player, Jonas Valanciunas. Oh, my God. He's a one-man team. He could win MVP this season, honestly. Getting, like, 18 boards a game and 20 points. Like, he's an animal. The 5-2 and New York Knicks uh, have a tough week this week. They got Indiana followed by Milwaukee, and then they return home against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And, you know, when you look at the Knicks Knicks right now— Wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out. I like that. Your sentence that started with tough— how do you start that sentence? The Knicks have a tough schedule. Indiana yeah, yeah, and Milwaukee yeah, 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 are no, not no, easy, but then no. they get a reprieve when they play Cleveland. See, but but you started the sentence with tough schedule, and then you ended it with Cleveland. Like, you, the, the, what? Cleveland? Cleveland? <laughs> what are we talking about? Cleveland at home? Ooh. You never know. I mean. What? You're afraid of sex land? <laughs> I mean, Colin Sexton, Jared Allen, Darius Garland. They have somewhat of a team. Wait, They're rebuilding you, you didn't them. Rookie. What? The, the best player didn't even bring up. Who? What, why can't I think of his name? What's that rookie's name? Holy shit. Mobley? Mobley, yeah. Mobley. Evan Mobley? Evan Mobley, he's the team. He's the team. Yeah. He's probably going to be the rookie of the year, I think. Well, the Knicks, again, right now trying to improve on that 5-2 and two record. Uh, and we'll see what they do. I mean, it's certainly exciting times right now. What are your thoughts on bing bong as a phrase uh, going with this season? Uh, I think that guy uh, is kind of a loser. He's having his five minutes of fame. Good for him. Uh, he, he, he's he's already reaching out. Did you hear he's already reaching out to like Barstool and like ESPN being like, you guys should like let me like pitch you a show or let me pitch you some features. We should have him on. We should. Yeah, he'll do anything, honestly. We should, uh, we should have Bing Bong guy on. 
I'm shocked that we don't have Bing Bong on right now. We have to get him before Barstool uh, gets him. But I think Barstool straight up was like, golf loser. <laughs> I, I think we got it. Yeah, we got to find a way to get Bing Bong guy. But the Knicks right now, I got to tell you, the atmosphere at MSG this year have not been to a game yet. From But from afar, it, it looks electric. And I mean, it, it's kind of reminiscent of the playoffs last year. And you could really see it at, in that video where Bing Bong was originated. Uh, that side talk video after the Knicks uh, double overtime win against the Boston Celtics back on October the 20th. Uh, you can really see that. I, th- I just think the garden is different this year. Do you, would you agree with that? Uh, I wouldn't say it's different. I'm saying it's continuing over what I saw in the playoffs last season. Cause I was at that one game. We won in the playoffs against the Hawks. And that was the craziest audience I've ever been a part of in my life at any sporting event ever. Well, Joey, you're you kind of metal you kind of dabble in basketball yourself and uh something happened this week uh explain to the audience why we were not on last week uh what happened i've I've been going to the park playing basketball recently a little pickup i'm vaccinated so i can play pick up again it's feeling good good and uh was it friday what day was it thursday what whatever day we were supposed to record the podcast last week we were going to record friday last week i woke up with my left leg have you ever seen the movie Alien? No. Oh, my God. That's like a famous classic movie. I'll have to watch. Yeah, yeah. So this is, I'm going to – spoiler, spoiler, okay? Um, the, the alien has a, a baby. Oh, oh, no, no, no. A, a guy has – an alien impregnates a human, and this guy has a baby pop out of him. Uh, and uh, that's what my leg looked like. I woke up, and my leg looked like – the alien baby was going to pop out of my calf. It was like larger than anything I've ever seen on my body before. And I've had some pretty big zits and pimples in my life, but this was like takes the cake. And I wake up and it's on fire. It's in pain. I can't move my leg. And it's like so swollen and numb. And I, I had to go to the hospital. I went to the ER. And apparently what was wrong with me is, I guess I've been spraining my bones and muscles every time I play basketball and I have not treated them. And when you don't treat sprained ankles and, and sore muscles, uh, they can really bite you in the butt and uh, make you have an alien leg. I don't know. Well, glad you're doing better this week. I mean, certainly it was scary to hear that you're, you know, going to the emergency room last week out of nowhere. It's like, oh my goodness, I'm I'm ready to podcast. And it's like, oh gosh, my co-host is uh, being rushed to the ER. Uh, so, but I'm I'm glad you're okay. Uh, when are you when are you gonna step back on the court? Oh, I'm trying to step back on the court by Friday. I I, I was I was like, I'll give it seven days off, and then I'll jump back on Friday. What's your game? Inside, outside shooting? Are you a defender? What what what's your style of play? Oh, I'm a poor man's Matthew Dellavedova. Your poor man's Matt Delavadova. That's okay. exactly the way I play. All right. I see I'm, that. I'm, I'm a little scrappy. Three and D. Uh, th- D for sure. Not so mid- much three. More like mid range and D. Mid and D. That doesn't mid- sound yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't sound as cool, but that's how I play, baby. I'm scrappy. I'll bite you. I'll slap you. I'll scratch you. I'll foul you everywhere as long as the ref isn't looking. Sounds like Lamarcus Aldridge, mid range shooter and great defender. I'm Brooklyn Nets. I see. I'm not saying I'm a great defender. I'm saying I'm a, I'm a, I'm an annoying defender. I'm more of like uh I'm like Della Dova. Dude, don't yeah. try to make me something I'm not, Derek. I'm Della Dova, and that's a. I'm trying to think of the closest Brooklyn Net, who's a mid-range uh, lockdown shooter and Bruce Brown, baby. Defender. You could Bruce, say Bruce Brown as well. 
I'm I'm Matthew Delvadova inspiring to be Bruce Brown. That's my that's who I am. Well, in Brooklyn right now, things have been inconsistent this season. I mean, the Nets are four and three. They had a great win over the Detroit Pistons. KD dropped 23, but got ejected for, you know, throwing a basketball. Well, he had thrown a basketball in the stands the night before, and then he got ejected the next time. Uh, so I don't know if it's frustration or just uh, not playing smart by KD. But the Nets, again, have just been a bit inconsistent this year. They seem to be getting in their groove lately offensively. They, I mean, we always knew they would be fine offensively. It's the defense we were worried about, and they lost some tough games against the Miami Heat. They lost against the Charlotte Hornets, and they obviously lost opening night against the Milwaukee Bucks. But I got to tell you, Kevin Durant right now has been unreal this season for the Brooklyn Nets. He's led them in points so far for six of the seven games that they've played. He's scoring about 28 points a game. That's fourth in the NBA. James Harden seems to be finding his shot lately. And they've had some good uh, supplementary offense as well. But the guy uh, that has gone MIA this season, and we all know why, Kyrie Irving, the Nets could sure use him back in the starting lineup as soon as possible. Yeah, uh, I don't think they need Kyrie Irving. I still am on the anti-Kyrie bandwagon. Uh, this is what I think. I think the problem is people are not patient in New York. Relax, calm down. It's a long season. It's 82 games. You're waiting for James Harden and Kevin Durant to click again. That's it. That's it. And anyone who's trying to think of anything like smart point and tries to be intelligent about this is stupid. The Nets are fine. And the thing is, you live and die with James Harden and Kevin Durant. And right now, they're not connecting right now. James Harden is learning the new foul rules. He's getting back in shape. It's all okay it's okay well then i need to hear your thoughts on this joe Sai, the owner of the nets uh he's you know worth nearly 16 billion dollars he's the owner of alibaba uh in in uh in china the amazon of china he says to be patient with kyrie irving but this is his quote that brooklyn cannot be a contending team with the current roster yeah no he's stupid because he, the Anyone's a contending team with James Harden and Kevin Durant on the floor together, because I I, I just I think the problem is, is that James Harden just isn't ready for the season yet. Once James Harden gets in James Harden mode, it's over. He's the he's probably the best regular season basketball player in the past five years, and his playoff can still do some work. But right now, James Harden can ride them all the way to at least the third seed. And I stand by it. Like, anyone who's worried about the Nets is overthinking it. It's mental masturbation. They want something to be worked up about. But guess what? I'm not worked up, baby. I believe in it. I love James Harden. I love Kevin Durant. Bruce Brown's the future. They're going to be fine. Harden scoring about 19 points per game. Uh, and that's tied for 40th right now in the NBA. But Smoke the, and mirrors, the number, Derek. Smoke but the number, and mirrors. But the number you want to look at is assists. He's setting up his teammates. 8.6 assists per game is tied for third in the NBA right now. And even that, and that just tells you how elite of a player he is because when he's not scoring, he's helping his teammates do the do the work there. And, uh, and, I, and I also think he's, that the, I think he's the most underrated defender in basketball as well. I would agree with that. I mean, again, and, and James Harden also, you know, besides his work on the court, he's also a great guy off the court and helping in the community. The other day he was at one of the public schools helping paint uh, a wall with students and, uh, you know, just doing that community outreach work is important. Harden, remember, as good of a player as he is, he's still trying to get established here in New York City. He's been here less than a year. So I think Harden doing work in the community as well is good for his image 
uh, in New York City. Well, the Nets, I- though, have a good schedule coming up this week. Kind of tough. Maybe not. The Nets, they're at the Clays, as KD has dubbed it, the Clays, for their final game of a six-game homestand against the Atlanta Hawks, uh, who obviously made some noise in New York last year at the other arena in town. And then they go on the road to play Detroit, and then they go visit the Six up in Toronto. Uh, Joey, so what are your final thoughts here on Brooklyn going into this stretch? I think it's going to be so funny watching Trey Young play James Harden, and they're both trying to draw fouls, and neither of them will be drawing fouls. That will be hilarious. I think all year, you know, and I want to get your thoughts on the foul rule. The NBA is really cracking down on non-basketball moves. And you've seen it affect guys like James Harden. You've seen it affect guys like Trey Young. Do you like what's going on here? Because it's certainly moving the games more. All I'm going to say is I appreciate that that rule has not transferred over to the blacktop. Because I am fouling everybody in sight, baby. (laughs) So you also foul a lot in your game. Oh, wait, no. Oh, wait, no. I take that back. I guess it's good for me. I guess it's, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no. I'm glad that. Are you a good free throw shooter? Yeah, I'm a great free. I'm like James Harden at the line, baby. Oh, there you go. You're you're not like uh, Mitchell Robinson on the Knicks or anything. No, no, Even though he had two free throws the other night in a row. No, I'm not that hot. uh, Mitchell Robinson's a good-looking guy. I wish. I'm more like James Harden, ugly with weird teeth. And that right there is quote of the show, folks. Let's move on to football, where a new quarterback in the New York area is making waves. Mike White, after Zach Wilson went down with an injury, he'll be out for the next one to three weeks, I guess now, since a week has passed uh, or two. Mike White comes in against the Cincinnati Bengals, a legitimate playoff contender, the Cincinnati Bengals, with a great offense, starting to find it as a team. The guy throws 405 yards in his first NFL start. I think it is the best first start by a Jets quarterback in franchise history. And the Jets become the first team all season to overcome a double-digit deficit with less than five minutes remaining. So call it comeback of the year. And they beat Cincinnati at home for their second win of the season, 34-31. to Joey Vernaldi are the Jets back with a new quarterback. Yeah, uh, that new quarterback will be starting hopefully this week, Joe Flacco. <laughs> I know Mike White. I mean, I love on. Joe Flacco. He's back, baby. He's a Super Bowl content, uh, winner. Of course, MVP. 26. He's, he's, uh, he's a, he, he'll show uh, Zach Wilson how, how to play football for once. Uh, I think Mike White is cute. He's fun. I, I, I'm going to get his name tattooed on my back later. But that doesn't mean I think that this is the answer. I think it was fun for him to do this. But Joe Falacco has a pedigree. They traded a goddamn, like, what did they trade for? Like two six-round picks for Joe Falacco? I think they traded one one six-round pick. One six-round pick. Uh, the point is, the point is mm. being that Joe Falacco, I think, is the, is the answer here. Maybe write out Mike White until he fizzles out. But I think by the end of the season, we're going to see Joe Flacco being the quarterback until Zach Wilson comes back. So would you say that you're a Joe Flacco truther? I've always been a Joe Flacco truther. Since since he was at Delaware, baby, I've been a Joe Flacco truther. The Jets also made a trade. They've acquired right guard Laurent Duvernay-Tardif from the Kansas City Chiefs in exchange for backup tight end and special teams 
uh, Daniel Brown. Both players are going to be entering free agency. So a minor note there for the Jets. Uh, speaking of the Kansas City Chiefs, they just had a big win against the New York Giants at home. The Chiefs obviously have had an inconsistent season after making the Super Bowl and losing to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That was a heck of a matchup last year. But the Giants just they just came up short in that game. They're now two and six. Uh, the same record, I believe, or similar record as the Jets. They're third in their division. Daniel Jones threw for 222 yards and the rushing leader was Devontae Booker. He had 60. Uh, so after a thrilling 25-3 to win, which I could say I was present at the week before against the Carolina Panthers, uh, following a crushing loss to the Rams, these last three weeks have kind of been, uh, you know, a tale of two teams, if you will, for the Giants. So going into a matchup at home against the Las Vegas Raiders, who are obviously now with a new head coach and having a spectacular year, what is your outlook on the Giants? Because they could still turn this thing around. Uh, ride Devontae Booker as long as you possibly can. He is the whole team. He is the star. He's also on my fantasy football team. You got to hope then he has a big game. I mean, Booker no, is filling in for Barkley right now. He, he, he's at four. I picked him up the week he became the starting running back. He's had a big week every single freaking week on fantasy. I love Booker. I, I, I'm going to get a, a bucket tattoo right next to my Mike White tattoo. You're a truther as well. Uh, I'm, a, I'm the biggest Booker truther. I, 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 How many things do you truth? I, you, you know what? The, 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 there's, the, there's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of good, good, good truthing stuff out there, and I'm all for it. And uh, Barkley, he's injured. He stinks. He's on the field. He's off the field. This Booker kid, though, he's the real deal. Well, let me tell you the bad news for you, then, that Saquon Barkley is aiming to return this week against the Raiders, which will hurt your fantasy team. It's great for the Giants, but then what do they do with this kid Booker? Still use him in the backfield. Do a two-running back set, like like do the nickel or the the dime formation, get them both out there, do some crazy – I don't know football formations. I'm talking out my ass right now. Well, you know, they're going to have to find a way to utilize Booker. Maybe they can, as sad as this sounds, I guess, to you, a uh, Booker truther has recently recently declared that maybe they look to, maybe they look to move on from him this offseason and say, and try to get a value for him. I mean, the deadline has already passed for trades, but maybe they try the offseason to do something. No, I I think multiple running backs is like becoming a staple in the NFL. Like you have, it's, it's. Running backs go down like so. So whenever these days, they, like they go down like uh, when like the when the, when the big bad wolf blows down like the piggy stick house, you know. I feel like that's like a metaphor for running backs, and they're constantly going down. You want to have at least one good running back. I like teams that actually carry three running backs. Like I, I, just, I remember when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, they had like Shady McCoy as the third stringer. Like they knew what they were doing. You know what I mean? I mean, look. The Giants, especially with Saquon, especially with Saquon, who's been injured for since Coney 2012. The Giants know? do have three running backs, three good running backs. You could count Booker, you could say Barkley, and then I need to ask you who led the team rushing in the first two weeks of the season. I don't say Daniel Jones. It was Daniel Jones. In fact, he's had the best rushing game on the team this year: 95 yards week two in a one-point loss to the Washington Football Team. Are you a a Daniel Jones truther? Get out of here. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. Welcome back to On The Call, an NY2C exclusive podcast. I like Dimes. He's cute. He's fun. But he's not a winner. 
I don't believe in the kid. I believe in booking more than I believe in dimes. I think the Giants have a serious quarterback problem, honestly. Really? And what are they going to do? Who's their backup? Go ahead. They don't uh, have a guy like they, Mike. They, they don't have. They don't have Joe Flacco either. So they well, have the, to, Jets, the Jets should have had Joe Flacco on the team since the beginning of the season. Honestly, I've been, I've been saying that they needed a veteran. But look, at least the Jets scored a first quarter point last week. The Giants did that in week two. It took the Jets all the way to week eight. Okay. Well, Jones, he won the game against the team this last – what team was it? The he Bucks? did not well, – he won the pa- against the Panthers. He, Sam Darnold returned to MetLife Stadium and saw some ghosts again back in week seven. I mean, he couldn't throw – he wait, didn't even I'm, get a touchdown. I'm lo- wait, I'm losing my brain. Did the he Giants, lost last week. Wait, the Giants lose to – To the Chiefs. They lost? Yes, they lost. Wait the last few minutes. The Chiefs I, had a field goal to win the game. Wait, I was at a comedy club – I got on stage with like two, three minutes left, and we were winning. The Giants were winning. Yeah, they didn't close it out that way. It was a great comeback. It wasn't as good as the double-digit jet comeback, but it Wait, was a great comeback. Back all back. of this happened while I was on stage. Yes, all this happened while you were on stage. In fact, it was it was ten seven going into the fourth quarter, and then the Giants scored seven, and the Chiefs. I'm sorry, it wasn't ten seven. Excuse me, it was fourteen ten Chiefs. So and then the Giants scored seven. To take a 17-14 lead, but then the Chiefs were able to get six and steal the deal 2017. Well, I got on stage with the 17-14. I was like, I feel pretty good about this. Haven't you learned, Joey? I have, I have not. Watching checked- New York teams, you expect blown leads. <laughs> I, I, I guess that's why I guess I never checked the score because I, I, want, I wanted. The ignorance- you just assumed they won and they no, were three no, no, and no, five. No, 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 I knew if I checked, they would have lost. I, I wanted my, my blissful ignorance. Well, blissful ignorance uh, cost the Giants the game then. Sorry. And speaking of which, there are internal rumors that the uh, Giants are looking to move on from their GM, Dave Gettleman. Uh, Get Gettleman out of there. Yeah, I had a feeling you'd say that. Yeah, he's, he's, he, it's more like they settled, man, you know? It, it, they got to get something better. Uh, they gotta, uh, Gettleman kind of sounds like Robert Gesellman, reliever, for the, Met, reliever for the Mets. I'm just seeing that now. Look you, at the name. You, 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 you're always in Metzland. Get out of City Field. Come on. Well, that the season's over. I mean, we'll, we'll get to that in a second because uh, you know this week was a rough one uh, as a Mets did, fan. Did the Braves win the World Series last night? And here we go. All right, I guess we'll get into it now. The Atlanta Braves won their first World Series since 1995. They sealed the deal against the Houston Astros in six but games. You know why? So there, one World Series MVP, and the Braves will be holding a parade this week and in I, the ATL. And I don't care because it's not New York. It's stupid. It's wrong. It's uh... But here's where it does relate to New York. The Mets are now the only team in their division not to win a World Series since 2000. Okay. That's, that, that hurts. Yeah. They have the longest drought now, 1986. And they got to see the Braves like 21 times next year. So every time you see the Braves, it's going to be like, oh, they're the team that, you know, took the division from the Mets after they led for 103 days to begin the season. And the Braves, you know, were under, they were 44 and 47 at the trade deadline. They go out and get Eddie Rosario, Jorge Soler, Adam Duvall, and just they, and Jack Peterson, and they sealed the deal. They, Acuna tours ACL. Everyone thought the season was over, that horrific injury in Miami. But the Braves played well down the stretch. They made it through the postseason. They eliminated the Dodgers. I mean, and any team, by the way, that's beaten the Dodgers uh, has, went on, has gone on to win the World Series in the last six years, I believe now, which is just Have testament you- to how good the Dodgers are. Have you seen therapy in the past 10 days? No, I mean, the Mets have not played in a month. No, 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 I, I know, but it's something you have a lot of demons you need to conquer. It's, well, it's the, Bra- like, the Braves just won the World Series. How I, hard is that as a Mets fan? I, I, I'm just saying, it sounds like you got to go out, get 
talk to a therapist, maybe see a shaman, a Buddhist monk, if you will. <laughs> I think prostitute. that's all New York sports, honestly. A bottle of Jameson. I don't know what it is, but you got to self-medicate and you got to do it quick. Because right now, Derek, I see it in your eyes. You're a man who's about to see red. If somebody beeps at you in traffic the wrong way, you're going to get out and kill someone. I'm worried about you. <laughs> I'll be okay. I don't think I'm going to do that. But, I mean, the Mets may be seeing red in their search right now for a president of baseball ops and GM because everyone doesn't seem to want to come to Queens. And there was a statement that came out the other day saying from like an anonymous longtime baseball exec, which I'm inclined to believe is Sandy Alderson uh, saying this off the record. But I mean, it's like the New York Mets, it's a huge market, big opportunity. So why is no one coming? I, I think it's the culture. I mean, Cohen has a lot of work to do changing the culture since the team has been sold. He's now a year in his ownership. And, you know, I don't know how much better off the Mets are. I mean, they've bolstered their analytics department. They certain they signed Lindor long term. They made some noise this season, but they were inconsistent, and it was a rough collapse uh, watching the Mets from afar. So, Joey, I need to ask: Have you been contacted by the Mets, and if so, have you declined an interview? Wait, 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 wait! I'm have you sorry. been contacted for the GM job, and have you declined the interview? Seems to be the I, thing. I, I, I can't be the GM of a baseball team. There's too many moving parts. There's minor league players. That there's uh, there's there's, uh, there's too many positions. I can I can I can be a GM of like the of the Westchester Knicks. That's that's what I'm suited for. The Westchester Knicks. Well, yeah, they're gonna have a big season. They got a few guys on that squad. We don't often talk NBA G League here, but the Westchester Knicks can make some noise this season. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the G League. I actually want to make a G League podcast. I, I want to just go on a. I want to go on a G League comedy tour where I only perform comedy in cities where there's G League games playing, so I can like do like a two for one special. I can watch a G League game and then do a comedy show right after. You could start in Westchester and then head head here on the island to Uniondale uh, for the Long Island Nets. You could just keep moving on. I mean, there's plenty of teams to do that with. That's certainly a good idea. Joey Rinaldi's NBA G League comedy tour. Yeah. And then maybe I, you'll get a GM job in the process. Who knows? I would love to get a GM job in the process. Or, or at least, uh, or, or, you know what I, I'd rather want? The, the thing I think I really want is, uh, you know how, like, whatever there's, like, talking about, like, NBA players negotiations, and they always are, like, close source to, the to like, the Ben Simmons family or, like, close Do you want to be the source? I no, I want to be no, I want to be the close source to like to like the Kevin Durant like 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 family. Like you, you know what I'm talking about? I, and, I know what you you want to be in an NBA player's inner circle is what you yeah, want. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, or, I completely understand. Or, or, that. or like or, or like Kevin Durant, or, or like when they say like uh, uh this player didn't sign the extension because a close family member uh, uh told him not to do it. Like I want to be that guy. <laughs> well, Joey, do you know anyone in the NBA? Uh, I, one guy, one guy, and I don't know him. Is it Dwayne Bacon? No, I wish. Uh, there's one guy I, I know on an intimate level, very intimate level. When I was a junior in high school, Donovan Mitchell was in eighth grade. Uh, I guess his eighth grade league didn't allow him to play in basketball games because, uh, he was like 6'5", Duncan, and just, just an animal. I think he's been the same height since he was like 13 or something. or something. It's something crazy like that. The point is, Donovan Mitchell was in my town. His eighth-grade team didn't allow him to play in eighth-grade games, so they'd have to do like exhibition games against high school teams. So his eighth-grade team played by high school team 
where he crossed me up. I fell to the floor. And as I was falling, he dunked over me. Well, I didn't know you played against Donovan Mitchell. So you can maybe say you're in his inner circle. That's certainly an interesting story. I mean, the guy's a star now on Utah. I wouldn't say I, I'm a, 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 I'm a, I, I played basketball with him. I, I would say he. You've he had played, your ankles broken by. Donovan I would say he, I would say he played basketball over me. You've had like, your ankles broken by Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing very little basketball in this interaction. Well, that's certainly interesting. I mean, again, Donovan Mitchell. I wasn't expecting that kind of a name, uh, you know, but. That, that's certainly an experience you could take with you the rest of your life whenever you watch uh, the Utah Jazz guard, who I think will be coming to New York one day. Uh, I know he's from the area. I think he's going to be a Nick, honestly, eventually. So it's it's going to be very interesting to see that. Uh, so as we wrap up, let's quickly touch on hockey. How, how's the hockey going, Rinaldi? Uh, there's this great documentary that really taught me a lot about hockey. Uh, it's a, called like the, it's a really good comeback story called um, – D four, Mighty Ducks four. Uh, it's uh, it's it, it's it's a comeback story. It's uh, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I mean, the Mighty Ducks had a movie made made about them too. I guess I guess this is like the sequel or something. No, I mean, oh, I'm messing with you. I I I haven't even seen the new one. They made a new one recently. Yeah, they did. That's what yeah. you're talking about. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've even seen it. Well, the New York Rangers have been off to a hot start. And let me get your thoughts on Adam Fox, the Norris Trophy defenseman being extended for seven years. He's going to be making reportedly making nine and a half million dollars per season, uh, which is one of the highest figures ever out of an entry level contract for a defenseman. Could be the highest, actually. Uh, so what are your thoughts on the Rangers locking up their star defenseman? Let's have him for seven years. I, I, I don't want to wake up a day in New York where he's not my defenseman. I bet you know how much he means to me, my whole the whole Rinaldi family. And that um, moving forward, uh, we should change like street names after him because that's how much he protects. He protects this city defensively more than the NYPD. I said it. Do you know where he's from? Oh, my God. Do I know where he's from? I have to say he's from a little place called my heart. <laughs> how about Jericho, New York? He's a local kid from Long Island. One of the best athletes to come out of the island in the last decade, in my opinion. And now he's making a mark with the New York Rangers. So it should be a, very interesting to see what he does the rest of the season. It's also been a great year for Chris Kreider. He has seven goals, uh, six of which have come on the power play this year. And the you Rangers, love the power play. Do you know what the power play is, Rinaldi? Yeah, it, it's it's like kind of like when uh, one team has more guys than another team. Why is there a power play, though? Because one guy another team was being a real jerk about it. It's a good way to put it. All right, so you're improving. This is this is good. We're seeing some improvement. The Rangers have 14 points, and they're second in the Metropolitan Division. And now if you go down to sixth place, it's the team that Joey doesn't really care too much about, the New Jersey Devils, who suffered a difficult overtime loss to uh, shootout New loss York. to the Blue Jackets. And we'll quickly gloss over the Devils and go to the New York Islanders, who are a New York team. They have eight points on the year currently, 3-2-2 two, and two on the season. Uh and they're going to, again, be opening up UBS Arena and looking to get on a hot streak there. They open up against the Calgary Flames. That's on November the 20th at 7 p.m. Should be very interesting to see the new arena at Belmont, which we visited a few weeks ago on On the Call, open up to the public. I cannot wait for it to open up the public because, uh, you know, uh, love the public, big fan of hockey, and the public needs public hockey. 
That'll do it on our public podcast on the call. Joey Rinaldi, a big fan of the public. Each and every week, my2c.com, except when Joey sprains his ankle from playing basketball or whatever happened to you. Hopefully, we're good to go again next week. Uh, So, again, watch us on my2c.com. Listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Joey, I want you to end today. Instead of a bye, I want you to to end with a bing bong. Let's see what happens. Oh, my God. I'm so out of practice. Get it in. Get it it going. Come on. Build up. I don't know how he does that. I'm not even a fan of the guy. He's like, uh, bing bong. On the call. New episodes every week. Available wherever you get your podcasts and online at ny2c.com.